0: Hello, friends. This is The Global Voices Show, episode number five. Yep, it's been a little while. The date is August 20th, 2007, and I'm Georgia Popplewell, coming to you from Trinidad and Tobago in the Southern Caribbean. Visit us on the World Wide Web at globalvoicesonline.org. Money? Nope, no money involved here. In fact, this may be one of the cheapest world tours you'll ever take. Thanks to the podcasters whose work we're going to be featuring on this episode. Our sonic trek around the world, this edition, takes us to India to learn how last week's independent celebrations were marked on one part of the India-Pakistan border. From there, we'll move on to Kenya to spend a few minutes in the company of a youth activist who's harnessing the power of audio in a big way. Then we make a beeline for Saudi Arabia for a visit with a trance DJ. Swing by Budapest, Hungary, to hang out with a photo blogger, then check in on Zimbabwe, a country that's fairly short on good news these days and whose government, incidentally, seems to have placed the Global Voices website on an internet blacklist. Whoa. And then we round it all off with a lesson in Korean. But what better way to start the show than with an excerpt featuring the meal they call the most important of the day, breakfast. How do people in the tiny Indian Ocean nation of the Maldives break their fast?
1: I want to ask you, what a traditional breakfast in the Maldives consists of? Traditional breakfast. Yes, what do you eat?
2: eat that paratha, Indian style and chicken
1: curry or dal curry.
0: Uh, mostly we eat roshi, which is
1: made out of flour. And what else do you eat? I heard about this thing called masuni. Yeah. Mas-huni, yeah, that's mixed with tuna and coconut, something, coconut, Then they put onions, chilies, and some sauce. And is it, is it spicy? Uh, no. No, it's very mild. Yeah. And how do you prepare the fish? What kind of fish do you use? Tuna. Yeah, tuna. And um, where would you normally eat this? Do you eat it at home or do you eat it... Um, get it from cafes too. What would you drink with that? Do you have tea. coffee? Tea. tea.
3: Most of the time tea. Well, I have tea. It's a black tea.
0: An excerpt from the Gastronautics podcast, which, as the name implies, focuses on food from around the world, and the interviewer was documentary filmmaker Andy Clark. Last week on August 15th, India marked the 60th anniversary of its independence from Great Britain an event which coincided with the traumatic process known as Partition, which resulted in the creation of the nation of Pakistan, which therefore celebrates the anniversary of its existence on August 14. Relations between the countries over the years have been decidedly strained. On the August 13 edition of the Padmasi podcast, however, host Ruchi highlighted one instance where India and Pakistan were attempting to mark the two anniversaries by coming together in song with a bit of Bollywood in the mix.
3: Well, here's more on Independence Day with a Bollywood connection. Well, now here we have a unique style of celebrating Independence Day at Wagah Border. There will be no gunshot but lots of music. Musicians from both the countries will be lending their voice for this program. Artists like A.R. Rahman, Rahat Fateh Ali Khan, Atif Aslam and Shafkat Ali would be performing from 11pm on August 14 to 1am on August 15. The show will be telecasted in both the countries for people across the borders to witness and realize the reason behind an endeavor put by Rakesh Gupta, Secretary of NGO Roots to Roots, to bring harmony between the two countries. Bollywood stars Shahrukh Khan and Juhi Chavla, and former Pakistani cricketer Wasim Akhtar and Pakistani designer Shaina Malik will also be present to host the event. Well, that's indeed a good step towards the India Pakistan peace process.
0: Padmasti. Also, in that episode, Michael Jackson's older brother comes to Bollywood and a review of the hot new film Chak de India. If you've seen the film The Constant Gardener, one of the images that may have stuck in your mind is perhaps that of the vast, sprawling shanty town of Kibera in the film's opening scene. Our next excerpt was recorded in Kibera, which is located in Nairobi, Kenya, by a young activist who is part of a program called Juveniles Using Media Power, or JUMP. Here is Kefa to tell us what JUMP is all about.
1: Hello listeners, my name is Kefa, and I'm speaking to you from Jump Station, Kibera. This is episode one. The JUMP vision in Kibera actually is to bring together 70% of uh, the young people in Kibera into joining the other colleagues, the other jumpers all over the world into raising awareness on HIV and AIDS, and reaching a wider audience. Kibera basically is a slum population of, of, of over one million people right now, and seventy percent of this population is young people, the juveniles. When we talk of jump, we talk about the juveniles using media to change, media power to change the world. And it is these people that we target to bring together to organize themselves into one voice to be speaking about HIV AIDS. So far, this population, as a slum population, has been facing several uh, problems. One of them being HIV AIDS. Two years ago, Kibera was having an infection rate of around 36%. That was like the highest in Africa by then. Same as Botswana. And now... It's decreasing considerably, and we believe that this initiative, the JUMP initiative, is going to make sure that we have a greater decrease uh, as far as this infection rate is concerned, and we assure that the skills that we're going to learn here from Kibera are going to be very, very, very important.
0: An excerpt from the JUMP podcast bringing some positive news out of East Africa. All hail the power of the media in the hands of the young people of the world. For notes and links to all the podcasts featured in this episode, by the way, drop in at our website at globalvoicesonline.org. There are better places in the world than Saudi Arabia, apparently, to apply your trade as a DJ. In the next clip, we hear from Saudi Arabian DJ Momo, who was interviewed recently on the Mideast
1: Youth Podcast. When I went back home in, in August 2000, that was just a year before the um, uh, event of September, 11, the unfortunate event of September 11. Uh, uh it 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 was so bad because um as 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 i've mentioned music had been um my passion all my life mm-hmm. and um i've spent um a beautiful nine years in the united states um uh, almost a decade uh, of my uh, my um uh, my life over there and um uh, listeners in this kind of music trance music and house and so on in saudi arabia Is so limited. Um, It's unacceptable sometimes because it's something new. Uh, I couldn't make a living out of it, but you know what? Money isn't important. My heart is in it, and it's something I will always love for the rest of my life.
0: Saudi Arabia's DJ Momo interviewed on the Mideast Youth Podcast. I'm a pretty keen amateur photographer, so I was quite inspired by the latest episode of Budacast, in which host Drew Liefight interviews photo blogger Balint Hambash, who has set himself the task of documenting random streets in his native city of Budapest. In this clip, Balint reveals the science behind the apparent randomness.
4: And um, I'm wondering why uh, why did you choose this this area today uh,
1: this is sort of uh, uh, random I mean I have a database of all the streets of Budapest and first I pick the streets absolutely randomly. The thing is that obviously in the outskirts are much bigger so there are lots of streets but not really things are not really happening there so I became sort of uh, uh, systematic and I choose one uh, district every week and I then choose randomly from that that district. So I just went to my computer and I I just sorted all the streets of the sixth district, and then this one came up first. So <laughs> that's the science behind <laughs> the choice. Gotcha.
4: Okay, uh, Balintar, I'm gonna let you take some photographs, and um, maybe I'm gonna get you, get some sound of you taking the photographs, oh, and nice. then uh, we'll be able to have a little more of a chat. Go to
0: it. An excerpt from Budacast. On August 14th, Silence Genti released the latest edition of the Africa Files The Pulse, the podcast he hosts on the Rabble Podcast Network. That day also happened to be his birthday. Happy belated silence. Yet he admitted that the joyousness he felt at having lived yet another year was tempered somewhat by the show's focus on his native Zimbabwe, where the social and political situation is worsening by the day. As Silence points out, however, here and there you still find a few glimmers of hope.
2: So today... It should be a happy day for me. In some ways, it is. I'm happy another year has gone by. I've been blessed enough to do so many things, uh, including being here with you today. But a part of me is really not in a celebratory mood because, as I said, uh, because of issues relating to to, to my homeland, uh, we, we definitely need a resolution to the Zimbabwean crisis. Not tomorrow, not today, but yesterday the current leadership has failed to enable an environment where the average person has access to the basics of life, you know, food, shelter, medication. However, despite all the gloom and and doom that surrounds Zimbabwe, there is always some, some good news. Today on the show, Blue Sheveni of UNICEF Radio talks to Omega Pini, who is stating She's a star soccer player for the Glenview Queens, which is a local girl soccer team which won the right to represent Zimbabwe at the 35th annual Norway Cup in Oslo.
0: An excerpt from Africa Files, The Pulse, from the Rabble Podcast Network. The Kimchi Girls say they started their podcast to prove to the world that there's much more to the Korean language than circles and crisscrosses. In their latest show, the enterprising duo teaches us how to converse about a subject that's probably not essential to survival, but tell that to the pet lovers out there.
3: Listen to the conversation again. Wow, look Wow, look at the puppy. It's really cute. Ah, 저거? Ah, 나 저. 고양이가 더 귀여운 것 같은데 Oh, that? Uh, I think that kitten is much cuter Oh, 여기 진짜 예쁜 애완동물들 많다 좀더 구경해 볼까? Hey, there are a lot of cute pets in here. Let's look around.
0: So next time you drop in on your friendly neighborhood Korean pet store, you know what to say. As this episode of the Global Voices Show comes to a close, thank you friends for tuning in and be sure to check out our website for the notes and links for this show, plus up-to-date summaries of what bloggers are saying throughout the world. A word about the music you've been hearing on this podcast. If you, unlike me, are up on your Chinese chill, down-tempo electronica grooves, you probably recognize that first track as Black Heart by Cao Cao Qing. And the second is In Development by Gordon Suitcase, both remixed by Mo Shang and appearing on the Asian Variations collection of remixes. Grab that one at the Internet Archive. The Global Voices show is a production of Global Voices and is produced with a collaboration of the Global Voices team of editors, authors, and friends. I'm Georgia Popplewell coming to you from a rainy Trinidad, and here's a song for you to hold until we meet again. Here from the Africa Files, the Pulse podcast is Ingoni a member of the Urban Groove Movement out of Zimbabwe with Mafaro, which apparently means joy. One could end the show on a worse note, I think. Take care. Bye.
4: Vamos,